welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sachikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and viviat. It's really, really good to be with you again and we have a very cool guest today that I'm sure you will enjoy very much listening from. It's Emily Dawn, who is a growth strategist and Limitless Leaders Marketing Agency founder. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so looking forward to discussing today's topic of organic marketing on Facebook. And yeah, I hope your audience can gain value from today's session. Ooh, yes. I'm so looking forward to our conversation on this as well. And before we dig into the very specific topic, will you just tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. So as you so nicely said, I'm a growth and lead generation strategist and agency founder. And my agency's focus and specialty is done for you Facebook group growth and lead generation. And so all of our agency clients are guaranteed a minimum of 200 new members into their group each month and a minimum of 50 email subscribers added to their list. We primarily serve female leaders that are also serving entrepreneurs. So usually that fall under the category of business coach, consultant, or mentor, but we have worked with in general, a variety of service providers in helping them really understand the power of Facebook and how they can utilize it without running ads and still sign more clients. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just love what you have shared because as a Facebook user myself, it's actually the social media platform that I'm probably most active on. And um, my gosh, it can be really challenging or it can feel really challenging to navigate Facebook and market yourself on Facebook so I'm so glad you're there to help us figure out how to make it more fun and easy and um, you know in that context I, I know that when when you think about marketing on Facebook certainly Facebook the first thing they want you to think about is their paid ads Um, and uh, that's what a lot of people also just talk about um, when I talk to them about Facebook marketing so you're taking a different approach can you tell me a little bit more about why you choose to go this different route like what's the problem with Facebook ads that you see that you're trying to avoid and help your Mm -hmm. clients avoid 
Yeah, that is such a great question. I'd like to start by saying Facebook ads do work and can work. Um, it's not that they don't work, but we also have this thing called organic marketing, which is how you market your business without paying for ads. And so there's a few different benefits of organic marketing, but one of the main ones is, of course, you're gonna need a upfront budget for ads if you're planning on doing ads. So organic is really a set, uh, approach that makes sense for people beginning, especially in their first year of business. But beyond that, when you combine paid advertisement and organic marketing, you're getting the best of both worlds. And so some of our agency clients do run ads and do organic marketing with us. And then some are solely doing organic marketing. The same reason an ad can not produce you clients is the same kind of reason people grow a group and don't see results. And that is coming down to their nurturing and sales process. Oh. So what happens is people do organic strategy and then say it doesn't work because they focused on bringing people into their group, but then they don't have those next steps to warm up those leads. And people then do this same concept with ads. They put in money towards the ads, getting people to sign up for their masterclass or into their group or um, sign up for their webinar. And then if those people don't convert as soon as they enter the group or as soon as they attend that masterclass, those leads are then fallen away. And so what they do is they continue to put more money into the ads. And so they fill the top of their funnel but they don't have the process to nurture those leads mm. to where these ads are effective or this Facebook group is effective. So if you're wondering, should I do ads or should I do organic? I would say organic is less financial risk because organic, you don't have to put out that upfront money. It's your time that you're putting out there. So both are great and both work for different reasons but organic marketing is a really good option because you're connecting with people in a different way than an ad is yeah. right you're connecting one-to-one -one with people versus popping up a facebook ad in front of them right right and i definitely take your point and i appreciate your um, point about the paid ads are not a bad thing in and of themselves but really the the fact that you know you have to um, know what you're doing in terms of having the right process and so forth set up mm -hmm. um, and of course also having the resources the upfront funds required to do the ads oh so interesting yeah okay okay so um tell me more tell me more like so when when you're doing um facebook marketing like organic uh using organic means um you talked about you know having a process and a funnel to nurture leads and relationships what does that actually look like hey thanks for tuning into this episode hope you're getting value out of it for your information this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker 
coach, trainer or healer are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. That's a really, really good question. So if you already have a Facebook community, the first question you want to ask yourself is, is my ideal client in my community right now? Because a lot of people begin and make the mistake and think, oh, I'm just going to fill my group right? Full of numbers. And so you can definitely fill your group so fast with random people, (laughs) but random people aren't the right fit for your product or service. This is why we need a prospecting process. How are you going out and finding those ideal clients on Facebook to ensure that the foundation of your group is your target audience? That's the first step. Evaluating is right now your current Facebook community your ideal clients? If not, how are you going to change that? How are you going to bring ideal clients in? How are you going to filter out the people that aren't a good fit? If you don't already have a community, great. You can avoid this mistake and start from the beginning by growing your group full of potential clients. That's like the first step. Then the next step is what's the process once somebody comes into your group? How are you planning on nurturing your leads? right? Are you going to do lives, right? A weekly live? Are you going to produce content? Are you going to have one-to-one conversations? Do you tag them in the welcome post? And so it's about having a process of not just getting people into the group, but once they're in the group, what's happening? Because that's going to where the conversion is going to happen. Yeah. Okay, can I give you like a scenario that I've come across? So, um, like for example, I've joined, I don't know how many groups, like a lot of different groups. And one of the things that I was seeing uh, for a while that seemed like really popular uh, that was happening in many groups was having like themes, like daily themes and mm-hmm. in some ways it seemed like oh this is really cool like when I was just um, a group member and I didn't necessarily um, like I wasn't um, um, like um, like I was just you know floating in and out of the group to see you know what I could learn from there and so forth but I didn't necessarily think about engaging as such that that variety of content the daily themes it felt like oh this is really fun and so forth and it was fine but when I started thinking about actually engaging in a particular group and they had these kinds of themes I was like wait I'm thinking about this but it doesn't fit with the theme of the day and then when I have the the when it's the day and 
uh, I've forgotten about the thing that I wanted to post that fitted with the theme of the day. And so like for me, it started to feel a little bit complicated to engage mm-hmm. in those groups. And uh, so this is just like one example of like a strategy I saw many people using to try and create engagement in a group. But like for me personally, it worked at, at one level, but it didn't work at another level. So like, do you have any recommendations on I guess, well, I might answer my own question <laughs> if I keep rambling on this. Uh, so I won't. And I will just ask you the, the question in terms of, like, do you have any suggestions in terms of how to best create mm. engagement in a group? Mm. Oh my goodness. It's such a, a loaded but great question. And I loved your example because I actually haven't talked much about this. Not many people have asked me about these themed like days in groups. So here's my take on it. I like to have communities open to helping my ideal client in whatever they're needing help with at the moment. And so if it's not categorized, let's say you only talk about mindfulness practices on Mondays. And if somebody in my audience has a strategy related question, I don't want them holding back because they're like, this isn't a mindset related question. So I don't want to limit the opportunity my client has to, to get the support they need in the moment on that day. That being said, I think having some sort of themed posts are great. So this is what we call a thread post. And so it's a dedicated post that the admin would put out. And under that, the comment section would be in that theme. So for example, in my community, we do have Mindset Monday. And so they don't have to post outside of that thread, outside of the comment section, mindset-wise, they can if they want. And we have Friday Follow. So they're not posting their promotion in my group on their own, but it's under the comment section. So this is a way to encourage engagement, but not, I guess you could say filter out what people may be needing at the moment. And then when it comes to increasing engagement in your Facebook group, there are a few different ways that you can do this, but a lot of people like talking about themselves. So when it comes to engagement boosting posts, it's really those simple questions that your ideal client would want to answer or give them the opportunity. Like if you're a business coach and you have a Facebook group, you can give people the opportunity to talk about their business. They're going to take it. So those posts are going to get engagement. Let's say like a mother's group, a great one is to ask questions like how many kids do you have? Or how old were you when you um, had your first child? Or are you an empty nester? Or any any parents in here with high school kids like anything like that it's going to get engagement uh because people love talking about their families especially like mothers like to find this like matching they're like i was i was this too or when's your birthday or things like that it's the simple little things that increase the engagement that being said engagement boosting posts are not the same thing as lead generating posts Mm -hmm. so some people are 
thinking, oh, I'm going to put out these engagement boosting posts and this is going to generate me leads. But that's not the purpose. The purpose is to boost engagement. So no behind the kind of post and then it will make sense in your marketing strategy. Uh, can you give me an example of a lead uh, what was the term you used? Lead boosting or lead generating? Lead generating. Lead yeah, lead, lead generating, generating post. So, I mean, any post where you have a direct or indirect call to action for a free or paid offer, I would consider a lead generating post. But a simple one would be, let's say you have a freebie. Do you have a freebie? I do. I do actually... I guess it's a freebie uh, like I have a I have this podcast and um, so we post our links for and invite people to listen to our podcast episodes on Facebook um, I think I, I've done other freebies every so often like uh, PDFs uh, on a specific issue or topic with some tips and things that people can sign up for or free webinars uh, we've done in the past or um, yeah just other free events that we invite people to join yeah so for example your podcast is a great example of what you could do to get get more subscribers to your podcast you could do a simple post on facebook such as are you interested in um, listening to a podcast that brings on industry leaders to talk about topics that are going to help you grow in your business. Do you want the link? So a simple like one line statement that is attractive to your ideal client and then with a, a call to action like want the link and then those people are going to raise their hand and say yes or I want it or send the link and then boom you have people raising your hands you're starting to generate leads. Nice. And so uh, is there a difference in terms of what you recommend uh, where you're doing a post like this that's meant to be a lead generation post and you say, want the link, raise your hand, send me a message somehow, and then I send you the link versus just putting the link in the post itself and be like, hey, click this link right here and subscribe. Mm. So we ideally do not want to put the link in the post. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple different reasons for that. For one, it's not going to be in favor of the Facebook algorithm if you're directing people off of Facebook. <sighs> because Facebook wants you to stay on Facebook. So they don't want you sending them off the platform. So that's one reason. But another reason it's preferable for people to comment or do some sort of interaction with the post is because it's going to boost the post and that means more people are going to see it and so it can begin to get this train and that's why people call it a ladder post where people say me and then because somebody has commented it's pushed out to more people and then somebody else comments and it's pushed out and so it's getting seen by more people therefore you're getting more leads usually from that post ah, i see i see so actually uh, I'm starting to see that the, the why the engagement piece is so important because it actually helps promote the visibility of your posts as well. 
Exactly. So even if you're doing an engagement boosting post that the purpose isn't to generate leads, it's then when you post your next post, that post is going to have better reach. Aha. Wow, this is so cool. Thank you for making that clarification. Okay, okay. So um, you were telling us about the process and I think we went through the first couple of steps. Uh, Are there more steps? To, uh... Yeah, so everybody's sales pipeline may be formatted a bit differently, but to bring it into a broad sense is you have three temperatures of leads or your audience, which is cold, warm, and hot. Mm. And so a cold lead is somebody who is unaware of like you and your service. They haven't built the no like, and trust factor with you yet. Warm is somebody who's in the process, right? Maybe they've watched a couple of your lives, see your content, they're aware of you, and they're also an ideal client, so they're interested. Then hot is somebody who's like, as soon as you put out an offer, they're ready to buy. They are, they have built that no like, and trust factor, and they're at the point where they're ready to invest. So when we think about those steps, so somebody entering your group, your process, depending on your service, is going to look different. So for example, if somebody has a three-day workshop, maybe your process starts out with getting those people that just entered your group into that three-day workshop. Then they're on your email list and now they're getting this sequence. Oh, and now they're encouraged to book a call. And so your specific sales process is going to look different depending on your industry and depending on your your product, the way you serve, the price point. Um, so there's not really a one size fits all. That's why important it's important to get guidance because if you're not sure, feels like you're just throwing things out there and hoping things stick. And that's gonna take you a really long time and it's gonna lack consistency in your business. So it's really important, I would say, to get mentorship, outsource some things. Um, so that you know and you can feel confident in the process of taking somebody from not knowing who you are to becoming a paying client or customer. Yes. Oh, man. And you just made me think about like another challenge that I've experienced uh, myself that uh, like me, I love learning from experts and implementing what I'm learning rather than trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. all by myself and I will say especially in the early days of my business uh, I had been investing left and right into all these like different courses and products so I could you know learn because I was new to the business side of things I didn't actually know anything about business before I decided to start my own and one of the challenges that I found was that um, if I took a product, uh, bought into a product that just had information and teaching, but no support that went along with it in terms of helping me figure out how I could actually customize what it was teaching to my case, uh, it was like, even though I did my level best to... uh, implement what I was learning in in you know uh, through that product um, 
for some reason, a lot of times I would hit roadblocks that would seem not to work and I couldn't figure out what was wrong and how to fix it. And I didn't, and I was like, oh, maybe for a while I was tempted to think, oh, maybe this just doesn't work. And I got fooled into buying something or investing in a product uh, that mm-hmm. just is not good. But I had this like, very interesting experience where um, I had signed up for a course that was meant to be, okay, here you go. Here's all the education of how you implement it. But that one came with the coach with uh, there was a coach and they actually took some time and looked at what you did after you you know spent mm. some time implementing their thing and then they gave you feedback on how to um, maybe tweak or improve what you had done and that made such a huge difference because yeah. when the coach stepped in and looked at the thing that I had done and I, I, I thought I'd done a super good job of following their templates and everything. And their their first comment was, Sami, you've overall done a good job, but you need to follow the template better. And I was like, what? But I followed the template pretty exactly. And then they started pointing out to me like all these different things that I had done that were actually deviations from the template. And I was like, what in the world? I didn't even realize mm-hmm. what I had done and until like they very specifically pointed it out in the context of my work you know I couldn't uh, make the changes that were needed to optimize the thing and then once I made those changes uh, I actually started working so in terms of like the importance of having someone there who can give you custom feedback on your thing not just give you general theories wow yeah yeah it's so important um i believe there's so many amazing self-paced programs and courses out there but a lot of people know if they know themselves they know that they also need somebody there alongside them to make sure they're on that right path because so many people are stuck in oh is this the right decision should i do this is right left i'm i'm not sure where to go and so when we're in this indecision it it gets us nowhere we we stay there because the longer we don't make decisions the longer we are in the indecision and what comes after decision is action and so if we don't move past the decision then we never get to the action which means we don't reap the rewards from that action and action of course is what gets you the results so like what you're saying for example my program my facebook group the accelerator it's self-paced you go through it on your own um you know you customize it to yourself your industry you have templates, you know, for your group and your your DM strategy and such. But then, you know, how are they supported beyond that? For myself, I host my program in Kartra. So I really like the feature how they have a question section. And so um, under all of my trainings, my clients that are working through the self-paced ask questions. And so they're getting that direct support, even though it's self-paced, even though it's not live coaching, we're on there. And then I also offer additional Voxer. And Voxer is like a one-to-one 
um, business consulting conversation with myself. So that way, if they're wanting that extra support saying, Hey, should I do this? Or could you have a quick look at this? Um, they just hop on the call or the voice memo, and then they get that business consulting. Not only do I find Voxer very productive compared to one-to-one -one coaching calls, but it also allows people to stay on track and not wait week after week for a coaching call to make a decision because they can get daily support through the one-to-one the -one chat. So that's also a great benefit that we have now. And I mean, there's so many programs and courses out there. It can be so overwhelming. But once you find a person that aligns with you and you're like, I like their coaching style or their delivery of their service. It's, it's really about focusing and then dialing in on that. A lot of people go to so many different people and are working with so many different coaches, all these courses, all these lead magnets. And it's like, they're trying to glue pieces of different puzzles together to make this one beautiful image. And they're left with a few missing pieces and some are falling apart. And so I find that if you, if you find that person or you find those two, maybe core coaches, maybe one mindset business and, or three skill set related, um, and you execute, it's going to work for you when you're following a proven process. Yes. Yes. And like, um, like for example, when you are talking about a strategy like using organic Facebook marketing, using Facebook groups to grow your business. Um, is there like a timeline you recommend in terms of commit to the strategy for at least this much time so that you can really begin to see results? Because that's like another problem I know I have fallen into and uh, both at the end, both in terms of as a client or I've signed up for things and then not given enough time uh, to things. But then also as a, as a coach myself, where I've had clients who sign up with me for things, but then don't put in enough time and energy so that they're not able to see the results. And I'm like, no, yeah. if only you would take a little bit more time on this, I know you'll be able to see results. Uh, or much more results or better results, um, you know? So uh, do you have any tips around that? That is such an interesting question. It's so important to be aware of the time frame, right? Because some strategies you should be seeing, you know, growth or results sooner than others. Some it's going to take, you know, a while depending. For my group growth strategy, like my Facebook group, the accelerator, it's kind of interesting to say, but you should be immediately seeing growth wow. like within that week um, because it's organic marketing is ma a manual process at the beginning. And so like as soon as you implement, you, you should be seeing growth with the so on average, like for my agency, we on average being, bring in 50 plus new members into our clients' um, groups each week. And the reason why we offer a guarantee is because we absolutely know it works and we know the steps you need to take, like do X, Y, Z, and you are going to get this result. And so that's the same with my group growth method. It's if you follow the three connection method, 
The first day you apply, you will see results. The second day you apply, you'll see results. Um, because it's been so refined, it's like, if you take action, the results are, are there right away. Ah, yes. And of course, so people start coming into the group uh, right away. Engagement goes up right away. And there might still be other aspects uh, that take a little bit more time, for example, for people to go through your funnel and actually uh, start producing sales. Because I imagine uh, like one of the big factors in this context is just numbers the more people that go through the process uh, that you have set up to nurture them and you know lead them to a sale the more success you have yeah it's definitely i always say numbers are something but they're not everything that's my saying numbers are something but they aren't everything because if you bring in a hundred people that aren't ideal clients then it doesn't matter. It's better to have two ideal clients come into your group in a month than have a hundred that aren't ideal clients. And so the quality does matter, but also that being said, we need to think about conversion rates, right? Yeah. So numbers do speak, right? If you have X amount signups for your, your webinar, on average, there's gonna be a conversion rate depending on your sales strategy, your experience, your team, everything like this. Um, so quality matters. Also, of course, numbers matter as well. So it's really not, not like allowing yourself to go one or the other. Like I know some people are very extreme. It's like they're on one side, they're like numbers are everything. Or on the other side, they're like, just follow your intuition. <laughs> And I'm like, let, let's follow, let's, let's fall into the middle here and find a balance between quality and quantity. Yes. Yes. I very, very much appreciate that point. And I am on board with you about you, you need to ensure the quality first. Uh, and then, you know, the numbers, I mean, they still matter, but quality first mm -hmm. otherwise you might as well be like um, trying to act like a multi-million billion dollar business where they're just trying to put their message out to the whole world in general as wide as they can and and then you know they have I mean obviously uh, uh, you know uh, but I mean their 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 conversion numbers are so small uh, compared to like how many people they're reaching out because when you mm -hmm. are they're just reaching so many people but in order to reach that many people like you need massive resources and as small businesses we don't have that uh, luxury um, you know and we don't even need it because we can come to people like you Emily who can help us use organic growth strategies that don't require huge amounts of uh, monetary investment and it still works. We can still reach all the people that we need to reach that we have the capacity to help and serve. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's such a good example, right? Thinking about, okay, yeah, you see these people putting out all of this, 
and I'm here to expose. No, <laughs> I'm not here to expose. But um, like when we see these, you know, seven figure or multiple seven figure businesses or coaches, that's revenue. Mm. Often, another time, but not always. But when they say they've had a seven figure year, that's revenue. So what's the profit, right? What's the take home? Because sure, you can have a a million dollar year, but what if you had spent eight hundred thousand of that on ads, right? Mm -hmm. Like we need to we need to take into consideration these things, and understanding that. Um, this is why quality and quantity matters because would you prefer to have a business that brings in 500,000 in the year and you take home 350,000, right? In profit, or would you rather have a million dollar year and only take home 200,000, right? So sometimes where we strive for these things or we see these flashy things and we need to think to ourselves, what actually aligns with our goals? Is it just because other people are doing this or other people are saying we should want this? Yes. What actually makes sense for us? And understanding that um, it's not a, a comparison game. Like you're on your own journey. And um, yeah, like you're on your own journey. And so these numbers get, I think, a bit, a bit pressureful. Yeah, uh, like we think, oh, we're at this stage of business, we should be here by now. Mm -hmm. And so many people, especially beginners, get discouraged if they haven't, you know, hit their this target in this amount of time because they see these 10 other individuals did. But often we don't see the whole picture, right? We don't see the five years of struggle, of hustle, of connections, or we don't see the funding that went in behind it. Um, so that's why I think it's so important to not compare yeah. and to understand um, why you're setting number goals. Yes, yes. You know, you were just making me think about in a somewhat different context. Um, I, I, I was actually um, chatting with a coach and she's actually a relationship coach and she helps uh, women mostly uh, are her ideal clients and she really helps them lean into their feminine energy mm. and, uh, as a way of improving their relationships and she talks about how you know because uh, I mean we have a patriarchal culture uh, a dominant culture is patriarchal and it devalues the feminine traits and mm -hmm. it um teaches us that oh if you want to be valued if you want to be seen as successful or become successful etc you have to act like the men do mm -hmm. and um uh, anyway so what what i'm taking in terms of analogies right now is that the lesson she teaches is that no you know, as a woman, you want to find your strengths as a woman and use those to help you become successful in, in her case, in, in, in your relationships, um, as opposed to trying to copy what the men do as a part to success. And so in our case, as business owners, rather than trying to copy 
the big businesses and what they do and how they succeed or even copy some other kind of uh, small business and uh, that we have an idea that oh this is a successful business rather than trying to copy someone else um, uh, you know without fully understanding everything about you know what they're actually doing and the struggles that they're facing etc um we should we should find our own path lean into our own strengths that we have as small businesses or as new businesses if we are uh, still relatively new because i mean uh, like like actually can you highlight some advantages that the small business approach the approaches that you teach to small businesses and new businesses business owners the the advantages like you talked about this a little bit but uh, maybe if there's like another um, benefit that you can highlight that um, you know like biz like um, uh, that you know Uh, what you can achieve as a small business that maybe a big business can't even achieve and they wish they could wow that is such a good question so one of the main things that comes to mind in thinking about large corporations compared to small businesses is um that no like and trust factor right um a lot of people don't like these big corporations um, and also all a lot of these big corporations speak to the masses, not to an individual. And so as a small business owner, I believe you can really allow your people to feel and be seen and heard in a completely different way because it's, it's much more relational. And the when we think about these big corporations, like it's like they're on a pedestal. Right, they're above us. Whereas when you're a small business owner and you're connecting with people, it's more like building a relationship, right? A, f- a friendship or a connection where you don't feel that there is uh, above you status. It's not that intimidation mm. or pressure um, kind of tactics. So when we think about small businesses and if we're relating this to Facebook communities, what Facebook communities allow for is for you to find your people. It's like, that is so special and so powerful for you to find your people. And every day that you show up for your business, you go to your Facebook group and you know that you're speaking to your people versus posting on Instagram or running this huge ad campaign, or if you're a big corporation, right, you're throwing ads on the Super Bowl, right? So that's like going out to the masses, to everybody. But when you're a small business owner and you have this community, you're not for everybody. You understand that and you're focusing on your community and it allows you to build connections. And even when you build connections within this community, that means you're branching out beyond that community. Because if let's say I connected with Betty, let's say in my group, and then Betty knows Sally and Sally knows Jen. And so all of a sudden, this community, this small community you had where you focused on nurturing these relationships genuinely turns into 
more connections and, and you become that neighbor, right? If you, if you know people in your neighborhood, um, you, you begin to build a reputation within your own community. And that is such a powerful thing. Yeah. And big businesses are totally jealous of that. They wish they could make that happen, but it's that they've grown too big to be able to put in that kind of time and energy uh, or even have the brain space really needed to focus on building those kinds of genuine warm relationships. Yes. And I think they're, they're also smart. So that's why they're following the trends of UGC, right? Uh, user generated content creators. Mm -hmm. And so this is where they're getting average people, <laughs> everyday people to promote their products mm -hmm. rather than having traditional TV ads. It's not ads. It's like, but it is ads. Mm -hmm. It's people like, like your friends that are now promoting products because they understand that now these smaller creators are more trusted than these big corporations. And so they are now understanding that. And so they are putting in a whole nother advertising budget to these everyday people um, to then promote their products, which is very, very smart. Uh, but it's because we as small business owners, we as small creators have power. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Emily. I'm having so much fun learning from you. Uh, oh my gosh. And we're running out of time for today. I know I could just keep on talking, but I think we oh should wrap it up. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll probably have to bring you back uh, so we can keep talking some more. Uh, but do you have any last words, thoughts that you would like to share with us for now? Just go for it. That's, that's what I have to say. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, just go for it. Keep mm -hmm. on going. Um, and if you want it, you'll make a way. You'll yeah. make a way. Um, that's my suggestion. That's my advice to you. And then in terms of myself, if you want to connect with me, you're more than welcome to. I'm giving the links here so you'll be able to find my links and I'll also give some free resources like how to grow your email list without ads, how to find ideal clients on Facebook. I've done so many different little trainings and you're of course welcome to join my group. My group is Ambitious Women Entrepreneurs and Coaches. Nice. I love it. Thank you so much, Emily. Really appreciate also your sharing the freebies. I know I will take benefit from that and i'm sure our listeners will as well so yes everyone who's listening please make sure you check those show notes and uh click on those links and connect with emily and get some help and support don't struggle with this on your own and until we connect next time i just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy <laughs>